Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app and use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. I gotta say, last night was the first basketball game, and I bet on the Lakers to cover versus Golden State. It's terrible. Mm. It's a terrible idea. They looked awful. It's a terrible idea. They can't shoot. I mean, LeBron scored thirty, and Anthony Davis scored twenty. So I, I just looked this morning because I didn't stay up. The game started at nine o'clock. Yeah. Because I knew I wouldn't watch it if it was too late. I know this football podcast. Just everybody chill out. <laughs> <laughs> no one said anything. I know. Let me start this show. <laughs> this is the halftime show, so it's the middle of the week. So it's like it's so stupid. I don't know why I bet that, and so I bet it, and they lost, and I'm an idiot. But I always feel like the Lakers with LeBron are going to find a way, even though they suck. Yeah. They have no shooters. They, there was a story about uh, some guys like, hey, he was delivering pizza a year ago. Couldn't he make the G League bubble? Now he's on the starting, now he's on the roster of the Lakers. Mm. And I'm like, that's more about the Lakers than it is him. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, but I do, I love the NBA, and so we're back. I did bet on the odds boost because DraftKings will do odds boost, and I bet on Kevin Durant to score 20 points or more, and he did. So, made a little money there. Bet 25. Well, I guess, wait. I guess I didn't win yet. Never mind. It's tonight. Oh, thought I won it hasn't already. happened yet? Yeah. yeah, I thought I won already. That, that was versus tonight. That happened to me with baseball. Like, I had bet on the Yankees' money line for this last game, but it got postponed, so I thought the bet was canceled. And then I log in, I see my balance is, like, still low, and I'm like, what's happening? Where did my money go? Mm-hmm. And I guess they reactivated the bets once the game was on the next day. I thought I was in one, and I was in open. Oh, and not, not unsettled. Tab. Yeah, one open yeah they're settled which is all wins and losses there's (laughs) losses right right Mm. try to stay off that losses category uh so here we are we'll talk about a few things that i thought were super interesting first of all they did announce that black friday will have football now i think it's great i saw people upset about like more football crammed down our throat are you crammed down our throat first of all you don't have to watch it second of all i have to watch it (laughs) yeah because i must and what else are we doing but even if you have bears and the commanders we ain't watching that yeah it's I will. I will. Oh, yeah, and man. then I'll just complain about it. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> no, I watch a little bit. I'll watch the end of it, but Mostly that's it. Mostly because I'll, I'll probably bet on it. Yes. So I'll watch it. That's what's shocking to me, that you bet on the Lakers and didn't even watch the game. Well, again, I just felt like they were going to cut. I felt like they were – I felt so good about it. I was like, I'm going to bed. The game didn't start till 9. <laughs> I wasn't going to stay so up late. and watch that. Yeah. So I was like, I feel good. They, they were, again, like seven points. I said, they're really going to – got something to prove. Mm. Pat Bev. He is not a shooter. Oh. Uh, LeBron. AD back. <laughs> yeah, crushed. Yeah, nobody. Uh, the NFL and Amazon are announcing a newly scheduled Black Friday game of the day after That's Thanksgiving. Great. The first of its kind NFL Black Friday game will be November 23rd of 2023, so don't be looking for it this year. It'll be next year with an expected kickoff time of 3 p.m. Eastern. In the statement, the NFL said Thanksgiving is synonymous with football and it's excited to give fans another day. That's a good day because we ain't doing anything anyway. I exactly. agree. We're vulnerable. We need football. There's f- college going on that day, I think, right? A we're little bit. Full. Hey, who cares? Put yeah. it on every channel. Take oh. every put high school football on. <laughs> Peewee football. Just no, put it on there. I watch high school football. Put it's pickleball on there. Let's just watch some stuff. The thing about pickleball that's tough to watch. I love playing pickleball. I've been playing for a couple of years. But professional pickleballers, they play and they all four get up close to the net. And then it's a game of stretch, stretch, stretch. What do I So I like it 
when they're running, wow, we're running around. Mm. It's tough. Watching How big is that court? Small. Okay, so it's not very big. Mm, that's why it's cool because you know, there's not a lot of running. If you're playing solo, there's some running. And it's like, I, I enjoy What do you mean solo? Like running back and forth? One on one. Oh, gotcha. You, then you cover the whole court, but it's still not the length of a tennis court. You think you're playing by yourself? Yeah, like solo. You can play <laughs> oh, yourself. Oh, you, you mean like yeah, you run around? <laughs> well, that's how I played catch on myself as a kid. <laughs> Me too, dude. And I had a lot of friends. I throw the ball up, run under, and catch it. <laughs> I used to do that in my front yard, and I have people back in school being like, I saw you playing football by yourself in your front yard. People still say that to me. They're like, yo, did I drive by your house? And, uh, have you ever played pickleball at all? Never. I don't even know. I don't know anything about it. Well, it's easy to learn, and it's not hard on the body, but it's, and it's a lot of fun, but it can be really competitive, too. And Have you ever played, Kevin? No. Mike? I have never. no idea. Should we wow. go to the house and play it? Um, you could. We set up a little court in the back. We have a basketball court. But we've set it up. I didn't know that. You guys would really enjoy it because you can get competitive quick. Like you, it's not like tennis where you got to learn everything. You learn the rules. It's like it's like if you were a small, really small person playing ping pong on the ping pong table. Oh, gotcha. It's like if you're one foot tall playing ping on the ping pong table. Okay. So it's small. The net's you know below your sternum. It's a wiffle ball, and it's a paddle, big paddle. Can the ball bounce? Really? Yeah. Okay. It has to bounce. Okay, so it's one. It's almost no, tennis. It doesn't have. It has to bounce on the serve. But after that, it's tennis and a lot of the rules. Gotcha. Okay. We'll just go play sometime, all four of us. I like yeah. it. Because you'll yeah. all be competitive quick because it's that, that much. That's why it's so much fun for everybody. That's why old people play it. But then there starts to be a lot of strategy. And some of the guys here are good. Jake Owen is really good. And so we went for a couple days, me, my wife, him, and his wife. And we went and like a vacation for a couple of few days together. And we're very close to them. And they had a pickleball court. And Jake plays a lot. And so we're like, let's, let's go play a little bit. I whooped him first round. Just, and I don't think because I was so good, I just don't think he was expecting it. I really slow played it because Jake's a really good athlete and he's really good at pickleball. And so I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. What does this racket do? <laughs> do I hit it with this side or this side? <laughs> and so I beat him pretty good. And then time was up. We had to leave. And I think it was burning him up because he is a competitor. He's an, oh, he doesn't like to lose. He doesn't like to lose. So I think like maybe the next day we went and played again. And he beat me, whatever it is, he beat me like 15 to 9 or something the second time. And I was sweating like crazy. So he gave it back to me. But And then I played with Brett a lot. I guess we haven't played in a little bit, but we used to play a lot. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, I put it on him pretty good. <laughs> Wait, have you and Jake done a tiebreaker? Or is it 1-1? No, it's not, no tiebreaker. Ooh, still 1-1. We left it that. I'm the only one that, <laughs> that can beat him. skunked him. No, I don't think I, maybe I did. I don't remember. But I just know I was like, I can't believe I beat him, and he's not going to be happy with that. And so I really showed up that second. I stretched. I was like, I'm really going to try to win that second one. I got whooped. I got to be pretty bad. Mm. So pickleball is a lot of fun. We'll do it. Next few weeks, we'll go do it. Yeah, cool. Oh, it's getting cold, though, now, too. Which is that's so all right. You can still play outside in the cold. Rule number one of pickleball, Bobby don't like cold. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> pickleball or your life? <laughs> everything. That's the rule yeah. number one of everything. Yeah. Um, NFL teams and Americans are rooting against. They, they put them out top five. They're rooting against. The Bucks. According to Ranker.com, here's a rundown of the five teams that most people say they're actively rooting against. Number five, the Washington Commanders. Oh, why? I would imagine. They suck already. Like, why would you kick them while they're down? I don't down? think it's a suck thing. Because some of these, it's for. I think it probably was the Redskins and the football team. Oh, okay. And the Commanders. I don't think it's just this couple years. Gotcha. Dan Snyder. Yeah, and, and the Redskins. Good point. Were like, hey, you have to change your name for a long time. Because it really wasn't a name they should. Now, because, you know. As we get older, we're like, how did... I know. A lot, I do that a lot. How did they get away with that for mm -hmm. so many years? You know, like in the 90s, 
those doctors that were really old that were like, we still people that can smoke cigarettes. They'd be like, why do, how do we do, that is not a good name. Let's just admit it. No, it's not. Let's look at ourselves in the mirror and go, you know what? We were part of that. We don't like ourselves, but we learned. So I don't know. Maybe some of that. Dan Snyder is also, a, seems like a pretty terrible dude. Yeah. Uh, number four, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that's just because it's so popular. Yeah. Yeah. There really ain't nothing to dislike. I mean, Roethlisberger did some pretty shady stuff, but I don't think that was so mainstream that if you weren't in sports, you really knew about it or held on to it. Right? Yeah. And by shady, I mean that stuff was real bad that they said. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how that ended, but the accusations were very bad. I know he got suspended a while. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, ended with a payoff, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. yeah Let, let's like walk that. away here. Number three, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Told you. Because of Tom Brady. This is Tom. They wanted to fall. They won a Super Bowl, and now Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Number two, New England Patriots. What? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Still? He did it to you guys. They Absolutely. won a bunch of Super Bowls and Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. Yeah. People hate winners. Yeah. People love winners until they win too much. Yes. And yes. they hate winners. Yes. Well, what, what is the win ratio? Two wins? You like them? And then after two wins, you're just like, all right, get out, get out of here. Yeah, I think when it starts to be a dynasty, people start to get annoyed because they have to hear about it all the time. Mm-hmm. I hated the Bulls as a kid because they won all the time. Really? Mm-hmm. I was like, I hate the Bulls. When Michael Jordan was the man, hated you hated him. the Bulls? Hated wow, that's him. interesting. As a big Atlanta Hawks fan. Spud Webb, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, he was awesome because he's little. Yeah. <laughs> and he flew the over everyone. dunk contest. <laughs> yeah. Number one, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, well, I, and that's crazy, not because we're winners. Just maybe because we're annoying. Because the Cowboys, America's team. And we're not self-proclaimed America's team. We are just America's team. And I think the fact that they are... You can't are, go, you just self-proclaimed yeah. it. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we are. Like, it, no, no, but you When you say but, who's but America's okay, team... Okay, I, I hear you, but you just said we don't self-proclaim it. Then you go, we just are. But we are. That's you self-proclaiming it. They are America's team. And when you watch a football game, they're always like, Cowboys, game of the week. It doesn't matter. They get the highest ratings. Yeah. Because people love them or hate them, for the most part. They either want to watch them win or really watch them lose. Mm -hmm. And I would even say the last couple of weeks, it's just been some bad games, but people still like to watch the Cowboys play. The rundown of teams that people just don't care about because they don't really root either way, and they're like, oh, if they win, that's cool. Number five, Carolina Panthers. I forget about them. Yeah. That's why people don't root against them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People forget about it. Number four, the Houston Texans. Yeah, Another sure, one. same thing. You don't win often, you don't get thought about often. You're in the shadow of the Cowboys, too, in Texas. Number three, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. yeah. Number one, I'll, I'll get back to number two in a second, but number one's the Detroit Lions because they just have been losers for such a long time, so nobody roots against them. You kind of root for the losers. I guarantee if they win three in a row, people be like, I hate the Lions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Dan Campbell's annoying. <laughs> uh, number two is Buffalo Bills. Now, they haven't won a Super Bowl. That's changing, though. In two years, that'll be. Maybe. They'll be in the top five of most hated. Definitely could be quickly. Yes. So Buffalo Bills number two because they haven't won. They've been, you know, last year they got pretty close. They're really good. And I think once they start winning a lot, which I think they will, the Bills Mafia is going to make them one of the most hated football teams. I agree. Right now, the most loved. It's a there's a fine line between love and hate. Yeah. I mean, it's passion. It's yeah. it's like a song being overplayed. And I, I will talk to artists and I'll be like, man, the goal is to get your song overplayed. The people like I can't hate that song. It's played mm -hmm. so much because there is no right line to walk. So you might as well have them overplay. You want to get, be it played so much that everybody knows that everybody hears it and it gets to the point where it's like, I've heard it too much. Because there's no perfect line, and you'd rather that be than not play it enough to where it's not in the conscious of people that are listening to a certain format. Yeah. So you want it to be overplayed. It's awesome. Can't wait to one day. I'm cool. I'm holding on. <laughs> hey, Namaste's got over 900,000 streams. What? On Spotify. I saw this morning. The Raging Idiot song? Mm -hmm. Let's go. Which is crazy because I don't know why it's climbing now. 
It's just a classic, I think, now, right? I don't think that's the <laughs> case. It's not? It's not? It hasn't hit classic rock yet? It hasn't. So Ed and I have a song called Namaste from the Raging Idiots. We did it three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And My favorite song. It's our number ours. one stream song, and it's at over 900,000. And I was just surprised because I went to look, because they pulled it for a while from Spotify, because Spotify pulled down all speaking comedy stuff, spoken comedy, oh. and we were classified as comedy. And so they pulled it down, and I was like, what? So then now it's country, which it's not. Namaste is country? Well, you just got to classify it as something. That's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. So it has 910,000 streams. So if you're listening to this, Let's stream, go. Stream it up a little bit. Stream it. We hit that million. What are we going to do? I mean, I think you get everybody gets a million bucks. It was part yeah. of the process. Yeah. I think everybody on this show gets a million bucks. Let's do it. That's what I hear. <laughs> Kevin did Let's nothing and he gets a million. Mm-hmm. Stream mm-hmm. it. <laughs> uh, let me, I'm going to kind of give you guys a little, a little tipster about what I'm thinking of the parlay this week. Uh, so let's talk about DraftKings, which obviously we're big fans of. They support the show. That's why we get to do the show. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. There, there have been a lot of games recently, too, where it's been very exciting where the kicker is like making the game. Mm-hmm. I think it's all coming down to the kicker, the Tennessee game. It's been great. The Chargers. That wasn't such a great game, but the end of it was cool because it came down to the kicker. And what was funny and who was, was like, like every time he kicked, oh, my leg's falling off. Yeah, he, he'd fall down. He'd make it and then fall down. <laughs> He's on the sideline warming up, not even kicking, just staring with a big black thing wrapped around his leg. Yeah. And in that league where you buy teams and it can get really expensive real quick, I own the Chargers. And I was like, wait, what's happening here? You don't want to see that. I was like, this guy, what? what, uh, what? <laughs> he's going to do it? Like, they were like, he's warming up, and he wasn't. He was just staring at the ball on the sideline. It was weird. This so. was the funny thing about that. Like, I, I didn't, I was busy maybe cooking or something, so every time I would miss the kick, but they would show the replay of him like, oh, after he'd kicked the ball, I'm like, oh, he missed that one. And then, no, he made every single one, but Why it looked like he was done. there? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they don't want like a Kansas City situation where like, what do you, you only have one kicker out but there. the Kansas City situation was good. The guy ended up making the kicks. I uh, know, but safety? that's lucky for them. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I, do, I guess you don't have enough room on a 53-man roster to guys, put an extra one. Cut someone else. Like you need an extra kicker and a punter. a lot of special teams guys too, though. I know. But I know the kicking we've seen, what's crazy when a long snapper goes down, it like runs a whole game. Yeah. A snapper, a, a position we don't even think about. Because you don't draft them in fantasy. Well, because they don't get talked about. What do we do if uh, three quarterbacks go down? You do we get a, a receiver who a played quarterback back, when he was like in high exactly school? exactly what's happened. Yeah. It happened last year or the year before in Denver. Really? Where they had to take a – yep. And then even COVID. It, ha- it was during COVID is why it happened. Because like – Oh, yes. There was like an injury and then two quarterbacks got COVID. And so they put a, like a running back who had played quarterback before. Dang, I don't remember that. Because it was so close they couldn't bring a player up from the practice squad and teach him the, the system. Yeah, it's crazy. So your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of getting the ball back are slim. The stakes are high. The tension's higher. Your pulse is racing. That's what DraftKings is all about. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And right now, new customers can make any $5 bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Everybody can boost their winnings with the DraftKings. Stepped up. Same game parlays. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I've been looking, doing my research, because we'll come on Friday with my... I got to bounce back with a parlay winner. I'm feeling pretty good. Already bet it. Oh, you already bet it? Because mm-hmm. I liked where the lines were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Earlier the better, man. Or it, it could get worse, too. I know, but hurt. most of the time it's... No, I don't think that's true. I don't really? think most of the time yeah. I think it's just wide open as it can go either way. Yeah. Because yeah. I've done where I'm like, I love where it is. I bet it, and it's like two points better. Yeah. So I'm not saying bet it now. I'm not even going to tell you what I'm doing. But it's the first time I didn't bet three games. I bet three bets, two games, and an over-under. 
Dang, Ooh, I like that. I like to mix up. up. Mm-hmm. I like it. But I, like I will it. I will give you one of them. South Carolina's playing Texas A&M. Texas A&M's minus three. So that means South Carolina's plus three. Eddie, who would you take? I mean, I don't like A&M. I, I don't know anything about South Carolina other than their Gamecocks. Um, I don't know how they're doing this year. I would take a And M. I would take a And M. Eddie picks the opposite team of what I'm saying. A And M minus three. People have made the observation that anytime Eddie's like, "Oh, I was on that too. We've lost both parlays." Well, that's yeah. stupid. I didn't that's bet the true. last one. But 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 you said something like, "Oh, that's it." Mike, have you seen that? He did. People are like, the, "The only two parlays you've lost are when Eddie is like so passionately about it, or like had part of it already." You guys are idiots. I didn't bet the last one, so you guys lost that. No, one No, but on your you own. came on. I don't know what it was, but our, multiple listeners have messaged us about it. He said you were writing it down. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay. Oh, now I can't write it down. <laughs> Guys, really? I can't just keep a log of what Bobby said? So, But you didn't bet it. I didn't bet it. Not so, this one. The last one I did. So you would take A&M. Minus three. I bet South Carolina plus three. Boom. Yes. Take it. I like I what I'm so. hearing, Eddie. <laughs> I thought so. That's how you make I like sure what I'm hearing. Good. I like what I'm hearing. That's one of the three. We'll see how it goes, and I'm not putting it out there yet, and we'll see where the line goes. If the line changes drastically before Friday, I probably won't bet it. But uh, I like it. South Carolina's on the way up. Mm-hmm. Is it at uh, South Carolina? It is at South Carolina. Oh, yeah, even better. Saturday night. Yeah. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code Bobby Sports to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's right. That's the code Bobby Sports at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and up, most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Big college football games this weekend, which by the way, if you're listening to this, this is what we call the halftime show, which we do our shows we're only supposed to do it on Friday, but we do a big one on Monday. We do a big one on Friday. And on Wednesday, we'd like to hop on and just put this only on the 25 Whistles feed. And we just talk about what's going on in the middle of the week for the most part. Um, here we go. Iowa at Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State's a 29-point favorite. Yep. That's a big spread, but, man, Ohio State's really good, and Iowa is not as good as we thought they would be at the beginning of the year. Yeah. What do you think about that one, Kevin? I think they'll cover. Yeah, I mean— I, I mean, Iowa will put up, what, three points, seven points maybe? So oh, yeah, and they'll put up uh, ten, like two safeties and mm. two field goals. Yeah, yeah. Mm. something weird like that. Yeah, that's and how Ohio State it. will put up some points, so they'll be fine. Clemson's a twelve and a half point favorite uh, at Clemson versus Syracuse. Syracuse number fourteen, but here's what happens with those teams in that conference: is they come in ranked because they're not playing anybody, and they play mm-hmm. Clemson, who is pretty good, and Clemson uh, punks them, and then it's a revolving situation. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm interested in the game, to see if Syracuse is really anything. I would like for them to be, because I relate them to Kansas. Yeah. They've been beat up for a long time, and you like to see it whenever a team's been beat up for a long time, comes back and goes, hey, we're not just a basketball school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we like that, but just don't win too much. Yeah, (laughs) if you start winning a little too much. We don't like you anymore. We hate that orange man. (laughs) Uh, Cincinnati minus three at SMU. I think Cincinnati wins that in cover. Cincinnati's ranked 21 now. They're back up in it. Yeah, they're back up in it. After they played Arkansas and we beat them, they didn't have any games, really. Yeah. That's how they're able to climb. Yeah. They got a little name now, and they have a good record. Let's put a little number beside them. Texas, minus four at Oklahoma State. Ooh. Texas ranked 20, a four and a half point favorite at Oklahoma State. I, I think Spencer Sanders might not play there. You know... Man, that is just begging people to bet Oklahoma State. They're begging it, and they know they're probably going to work out. They're begging it. It's like the Giants this week. I think the Giants and the Jaguars with the spreads like weird. The Jaguars are the favorites. Yeah, and you're like, why? Vegas is just 
begging because they know they know something, but they don't know what I know, and that's how the teams feel. Oh so, yeah, the emotions. Because mm-hmm, I bet on emotion. Uh, Memphis Tulane, nobody cares. UCLA, Oregon's interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oregon six point favorite. Uh, they're in Oregon. I mean UCLA. They're pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Their running back is like a mid-season All-American. Yeah, Charbonnet from yeah. Michigan, transferred from Michigan. But yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're good. Or are they only playing other garbage? Dun, dun, dun. I mean, USC's good, too, until they lost to Utah. Yeah, that Utah was garbage. good, too, until they lost to Florida. Yeah. You know? Oregon yeah. was good, too, until they lost to Georgia. Yeah, I'm interested in Oregon. Because they've rolled everybody since Georgia, but they got rolled by Georgia. Alabama's 21-point favorite of Mississippi State. They're gonna be mad. Yes. Bet that one. Hey, Pam's gonna be mad, Eddie. Piss. So so yeah, so you gotta That's go emotions. Bet. That's one you bet right there. Uh Penn State, four point five for Minnesota. TCU minus five over Kansas State. That'd be a good game. Mm-hmm. I think better than what people think it's gonna be. TCU, five point five. Kansas State's solid and they mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. They run at you all different ways and angles and different folks and their quarterback runs like a running back. Yeah. All right. You skipping Tennessee, Tennessee Martin? It doesn't get a line. Hmm. It's just too high. They can't put it at 70. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't get a line. I think because Tennessee Martin is not an FBS school. Does this FCS? win? FCS school. Yeah, automatically. FBS school, yes. Uh, does this win move them in the rankings at all or just keep them no. right where they're at? And let, Well, if somebody loses above them, yeah. they may move up just because that spot is now open. It's like standing in line. You know, if the line moves forward and everybody takes a step, the line moves forward. But if somebody falls out ahead of you, they'll just probably – Bob up one. Gotcha. Listen, I think here's what I think about Tennessee. They're gonna lose to Georgia, and they may lose to Kentucky. And you know me, I think Kentucky's a joke. But if Kentucky comes in full, quarterback healthy, running back healthy, Tennessee ain't gonna they ain't gonna be worried about Kentucky. They're gonna think they already have sewed up. I told you I saw somebody talking yesterday. Emotions. He's like, I wonder if we're gonna play a national championship game. Already. So they haven't won in a while. Yeah, that's not good. They're in crazy town. You shouldn't have that mentality. It's a, it was a great win for them. It was awesome. But, man, I feel like they're going to lose two games. You, you heard me say it. <laughs> or that momentum just pushes them all the way yeah. through. Yeah, momentum, though, usually works for people who know how to use it. Yeah. And I talk as someone who does. We don't know how to use it yet either. When we get good, we don't know how to use momentum yet. We're just like, oh, my God, look at this. We're ranked 10. Yeah, you're not used to having that <laughs> yeah, momentum. I you, get that. you got to get used to being in the spotlight so you can stay in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. But after you fall out a couple times, you're like, okay, I got it. I'm learning. I'm learning what we have to do here. That offense is good, though. Is it? Or are we living in a simulation? What the crap? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the offense is good. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's not okay. a simulation. <laughs> All right, I, you never know, man. You never know. All right, uh, we're going to do a thing in a second. We're going to play the Dan Patrick interview that we did a long time ago because some of you guys are brand new to the podcast, and this wasn't a you-need-to-be-current-on-sports interview. This is a really cool conversation. So Mike and I were talking. We're like, man, we don't want that to go to waste. So if you're new and you didn't get to hear the Dan Patrick interview that I did, I hope you listen to it because it was awesome. This is so good. Really one of the coolest things that I've been able to do in interviewing people. Yes. Anybody watching basketball games last night? No. Yeah. I watched you Celtics. Did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Celtics uh, put, put it on the Sixers. Yeah, Jalen Brown, um, Tatum, both had 35. I saw a flagrant yeah. on Harden. It was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. Now, he, not, he, didn't, he, he was uh, shooting a three. Who was it that they said there was a flagrant on? Was that the Marcus Smart one or no? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It was Har- maybe uh, Horford came out, guarded him, got a flag. It, yeah. It, it, it bar- barely touched him. Yeah. 
It's that's yeah. That's my biggest. That's roughing the, the quarterback. I can't. Stand it's roughing the quarterback it. in the NBA. Yes. It's so dumb. Yes, but I do. I'm into this season. I'm excited to see top five players in the NBA right now. Number one. You got to go with number one. It should be universal between all three of us. I yeah. would think Steph yeah. Curry. No, no, I wouldn't put him at number one right now. I'm, we're looking at you because we're probably on the same page, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Number just who one. would you put? We're not trying to pressure you into getting our answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah you no. Can say I, Steph Curry if you want. I mean, I would go with number one, Steph Curry. Okay. Uh, I think we're probably thinking small market team. Yes. Green. Yes. Not from the U.S. Oh, uh, Giannis. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think Giannis would probably be number one. Yeah. I think number two is also somebody not from America. Mm-hmm. Doncic. Uh, he, I, I'd probably put him at three. No, I'd probably put, yeah, I'd put Luke at two. I'd probably put number three as a foreigner too. Those two are awfully close. Huh. Who was the MVP last this last year? I think it was MVP two years. Yeah, I think two years in a row. Yeah. Two years. Two years in a row. So I would go Luke at two. Who do you have at three? Man, I was he's also he's also foreign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I don't have a foreign guy at number three. Who do you have at three? Devin Booker. Well, I, I probably have a Booker like six or seven. Yeah. You have a couple, yeah. Hmm, I don't know. What division? Chip. He's out west. He's out west. He plays for one of the teams that you would probably never even think. If you yeah. listed the teams, you'd be like, oh, I forgot about them. Yeah. Which is probably why he's not a bigger deal, even though he's like the great one of the greatest players of the past. Yeah, years. I don't know. Uh, shaved head. White dude. Oh, oh, uh, Nuggets. Yeah. yeah, um, what's his name? Uh, Joker. There you go. Djokovic. Nice. I put him at three. I probably put Durant at four. Yeah. You have to think, Durant's seven foot tall. Yeah. That gets lost a lot. Mm-hmm. He's seven foot tall and plays like a small forward. I mean, Durant's awesome. Yeah. And they said his body would never work. And then at five, then you'd probably start talking about Steph. Where's Kyrie in, in any of this? Man, I don't know. Not playing? I don't know that I, I know I'd trust him. Yeah. I know I'd trust him. I mean, Tatum's right there? Yeah, Tatum's getting up there. I probably put... That might be bias alert. I, but listen, okay. what? Yeah, it's for sure bias alert. For sure. I'm just acknowledging it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but, <laughs> What do you right. mean? I probably put Steph at five. I'm just free. I don't have anything written down here. Steph at five. I th- I still think LeBron's a top 10 player, even sure. though he's old. What about Trey Young? Top 10. I mean, I, do I put... I put Job there, and yeah. I think oh that's, my gosh! Yeah. Of course, that second tier. I more might than, put Josh to, uh, Jaw at like top five. I think Jaw is the first part of that second tier. More than six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'd probably do second tier like Jaw, Booker, Tatum. Uh, Trey, Trey Young. Yeah, Trey Young. Because yeah, yeah. he's a good scorer, like obviously, but LeBron. On. Yeah, I mean, he's really the only one that keeps the Hawks like in it. Yeah. As a, as a leader, I think he's what keeps the Hawks in it, and the Hawks. Are kind of in it every year since he's it. been there. I don't know about every year. I don't well, even since he made the playoffs last year. I mean, I just think about him in the Knicks, right? I mean, that's now yeah. when he goes to New York. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, let's see. Eddie, here's on the Hawks. No, I mean Murray's over there now from San Antonio. Yeah, Jamal. Um, Dejounte. Dejounte, yes. So yeah, Trey Young. Listen, we'll go with those as our top ten. Feel good about it. Yeah. And then we'll put at number eleven. From the Boston Celtics. What? Jason Jason Tatum. Number zero. <laughs> Number zero. Uh, so NBA's back too, which is pretty. We have the NBA League Pass. You know, I'm going to watch a bunch of Thunder games. It probably ain't going to be that pretty. How much does that pass cost you? Because early season pass is pretty expensive. 
Like 99 bucks, I think. Oh, that's not bad. You got it at a deal. I've had it for like three years, and you can always renew. Mm, grandfathered in. At the end of the season, when people don't want to pay for it again, they're like, hey, you can get the deal now because it's over. Nobody's really buying it. It's like going to buy, it's like buying shorts when the winter, when winter starts. Yeah, exactly. Or a boat mm-hmm. in December. So you can buy the league pass when it ends, and it's a little cheaper. The exactly. only time I ever bought the league pass was when I was doing fantasy basketball. Yeah. It's the only time like I wanted to watch every single game. That your players played? Yes. But, I mean, fantasy basketball, I don't have time for that, especially when football is you know, right in the middle of the season. Yeah, fantasy basketball is tough. <laughs> I fantasy, just don't have time for that. Fantasy baseball is tougher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot play, of games. played that for a long time. Are you guys watching baseball? Yeah. Yeah. I watch the Yankees. Uh, when they're gonna play the Astros, I'd love. I don't like the Yankees, but I'd still like to see the Yankees beat the Astros yes. because the Astros have had their number for, you know, ever seemingly. But I don't like the Yankees, but I'd still. What? Why are you shaking your head? Because no, 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 no. It's there crazy. is no Yankees. I hope they win talk here. No, it's go cra- Astros. It's crazy. I was t- talking to Kevin. I'm like, dude, I've always liked the Yankees. I don't know why. Like, I've just liked the history of the Yankees. I don't I'd like liked, the Yankees, but no. I don't know why you guys hate on the Yankees. I don't. I hate on them because they have unlimited money. They're the big bullies. They're the rich kid. They're the rich kid who gets to go to the best school, and they don't even get their degree, or they they know a teacher and they got their degree, and now they got a fine job. They're being overpaid because their dad owns the company. Okay, that's that's, that's, that's so mm-hmm. weird because they're not kids. They're not in college. But that's my not feeling about the Yankees, right? And you want to talk about the Red Sox? The Red Sox are the guys who live in you know they live kind of over by the alley mm-hmm. and the Southie. Tell them. You know, not really the best person, <laughs> but. Like they'll mix it up. Like they'll fight. They'll rob you if they have to. If, Tell them. If, if you're walking down and you just mind your own business, they may beat you up and take your money. They may also see see an old lady getting beat up and go beat that person up who's beating up the old lady. You know, it's a weird, interesting, weird. Mm-hmm. I I like the Red Sox better than I do the Yankees, but I don't love either one of them. Huh? But the, I enjoy the Yankees, watching the Yankees. Yankees are just the rich kids who get whatever they want. I enjoy know? watching the Yankees and I root for them when they make the playoffs. Joel Embiid. Probably up there in the. He's stuck on NBA right now. Uh, well, I'm just trying, I just figure out who I missed. <laughs> so Eddie likes the Cowboys, the Yankees, the oh, Lakers I, too. Probably Yan- like I, no, no, no. Wow. Guy guys, guys, guys. I'm not a Yankees fan, but I enjoy watching the Yankees. And out of everyone that's in there, I don't want the Astros to win it. I don't want that to happen. Who's a good Premier League team that wins every year? Because I don't know anything about uh, soccer. I, mm, Hold on, Man, Man City, Arsenal. Hold on. What's yeah. the one? Who, I wish I knew the. I wish I knew anything about soccer because I like, also Ronaldo? loves the, Yeah. Huh? Who's Ronaldo play for? I don't know, dude. Real Madrid, Real. Yeah, I don't think that's like the best. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, all right, well, look, we're gonna play this Dan Patrick interview. Obviously, we come on here and just uh, talk some garbage on Wednesdays. Let me see. Best Premier League team. Man City, I bet you would be ever. Up there. Yeah. Man U, Man City. Man U, yeah. Man City. Oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Man U. Man United. That's what that means. It actually means Manchester what? United. That's if you what want to I'm be like saying, Man bro. <laughs> Manchester bro. United. Okay, hold on. I'm going to look at a different thing. Bro United. What's the Ted Lasso? <laughs> We're going to learn something here. We're all going to learn Under something together, together. Together, together. We're going to learn something, okay? Right. I, already, I already know it, bro. The number one team, Man U. Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Number two. The Arsenal oh, or Chelsea. Pretty close, they say. Oh, Chelsea. Oh, heard yeah, of those. Arsenal or Chelsea. Chelsea. Man City in the top five. Manchester City. Mm-hmm. And then also, closing out the top five. Real Madrid. I don't know. There's, I don't know. I, I, I'm confused on if these are teams or... <laughs> 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 What's the Ted Lasso one? I don't know. 
What's a Mike? What's that team? Uh, AFC Richmond. Richmond. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Richmond on there. I got Tiger Woods golf. You did? Yeah, it came out like a week ago. I got is, it this is morning. Is it good? Woke up two o'clock this morning. Oh. So he's got three click. So it's instead of doing the knobs. Yeah. Click for distance. Mm. Click for line. Click for so it's click click click. Got it. Pretty cool. Dude, I, I need to get that. That's pretty cool. I, I shot my first tournament this morning. I was trying to get in the corn ferry. And I shot, oh, you have to start career mode? Mm -hmm. I shot plus nine. I shot, I made. I was like 108th. <laughs> all right, that's all right. First game. And it always takes a second, but it's pretty good. You're getting there? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. I need you to pay me my five bucks, though, for NBA. Uh -huh. You owe me five bucks. Why? For NBA. What about it? Our league. Oh, entry fee? It costs five bucks. Oh, dude, that's so hard. Man, I'm telling you, this retro 90s league that we're in. <laughs> Your team's really good. I went and looked. You're complaining about how the Pistons. The Pistons, right? They're really Pistons. good. His team's really good. I, I don't know how to work them. I don't know how He's to control them. Isaiah, Tom Isaiah Thomas, not a great shooter, great point guard. You yep. can actually hit threes. Can he a little bit? Better than you think. Dennis Rodman defensively shuts down whomever you put him on. Every rebound. Uh, Bill Ambeer. Yes. Oh, yeah. And those are his three. They're like 87, 87. It's like one of the best numbered teams. I got it, man. My first game, we played the Bulls, and I, you just Dude, can't. I lost to the Bulls by 10 you yesterday. You can't stop Michael Jordan. He makes everything. I thought I was good. Lost to the Bulls by 10 yesterday. Yeah, me too. Did 15. You, did you see me posting the pictures? Yes, I saw that. Like, God dang. <laughs> are you playing like a computer? Yeah. Oh, Well, okay. so, sort of. Yes, for the Bulls, yes. We're in a league. There are six of us in our NBA league. We each have a team. We've played the normal year, the current year, but this time we played the 90s. And so it starts in 1991, and I have the Utah Jazz. So I got Malone and Stockton. Mm -hmm. They had another Baller. Malone back then who was actually really good, too. I traded him immediately. He's like 84. I traded him, got some pieces for nice. it. Nice. Okay. Um, and so I'm Utah. We're solid. I traded all my draft picks. Moses there. Malone. No. Different Malone. Okay. Moses <laughs> Malone plays for Sixers. And <laughs> okay. Trying to throw I was Malone. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Malone, other Malone. I remember that. I traded everybody. I don't have any draft picks after next year. I traded every single draft pick to build my team up. You pulled the Rams? Mm -hmm. mm, nice. I nice. got Manute Ball. He's yeah. like a 79, okay. but he will block everybody's shot. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, so, and Eddie has the Pistons. And but I haven't made any trades or any, anything yet. But did you find out if we can trade for Jordan or any of the... You can trade for whomever you want. It'll just be really hard to get. Yeah, I'd have to give everyone away for Jordan. And the rule was you can't be the Bulls because they have Jordan, but if mm. you can go get Jordan, go get him. Oof. I'd have to give everyone away. Everyone. And you still wouldn't get it. <laughs> everyone. Yeah, probably. He's so. a 99. You try like ridiculous trades, and the response is always like, oh, we're obviously not on the same page here. Yeah, it's so. like, hey, idiot, why are you calling me? <laughs> it's like your uh, fantasy friend from last week. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, our, the, one of those friends, Steve, has the Spurs, and he just does it to David Robinson. Nope. Yeah, David Robinson. David mm -hmm. Robinson. Because Tim Duncan doesn't exist yet. And he throws to David Robinson all game, just posts you up and scores. But David Robinson gets tired. He never takes him out of the game. He was like dying the whole <laughs> well, game. Well, he's an idiot. He thought it would like bleed into the like, early 2000s. <laughs> he thought he would get oh. David Robinson and maybe some uh, late uh, Tim Duncan. But no, it's like David Robinson, Sean Elliott. The next draft class is Shaq, Ooh. Robert Ory, uh, Christian Leitner, those guys coming up. And so it, the worst team, you know, it's a, it's a lottery. And that's the situation. You literally play year by year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. but we yeah, play. Really cool. We only play twenty-eight game seasons. Okay. So then you have a month to play your whole season. Okay. Because some some nights you can play two games. Sometimes you can't play any. Mm -hmm. You have a month to play your whole season. It costs five bucks to play. There's six of us. Sometimes we have to play each other. Sometimes we have to play computer. And so at the, if you have a PS5, you can get in our league. Interesting. Here's the cool thing, too. So they have it in retro mode, so it looks like you're watching 90s television, so uh, it's a little you blurry. You don't take it out of that? No, well, I didn't realize after two <laughs> games, I was like, hey, how do I get rid of this crap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I got a clear picture, but I played the first two games It does look like 90s mode. TV. Before HD ever existed. Yeah, you can barely see the ball. <laughs> you turn off era camera. I did that first game. I was like, I ain't playing this crap.
So, okay, look, we're going to go to Dan Patrick. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you Friday. Please share this on your Instagram story. If you think it's a good show, please share. We, we have no promotional budget for this show. Nobody thought we'd be worth a dang. Maybe we're not, but maybe you like it. And so it's kind of a startup here. And if you like it, please share it with your friends. Uh, follow at Kickoff Kevin. Also, Kevin's got a series on the, over on the Bobbycast but with new artists you can check out. Uh, follow at Producer Eddie. Follow at Mike Distro, podcast award winner for Movie Mike's yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And that's all. We'll see you guys. But enjoy this Dan Patrick interview if you haven't heard it yet. Whoa. Dan, <laughs> good to talk to you. I'm big, good to, good, just yeah. massive Thanks, fan, man. just a massive, massive fan. So, you know, when they said you would actually spend a few minutes with me, I, I was shocked, first of all, and <laughs> elated. So just a humble thank you before we start. Great. Great. Glad to, glad to help. You know, whenever I, I'm doing an interview and I, in one capacity or the other, I do them all the day, all the time, either on the radio show or on a TV show. But I, I, it starts to just be a wheel and you're just doing them as they come. And you rarely get excited. Sometimes you're a little more up for one because you know the value of it. But at this point in your career, do you still get pumped about interviews and with who especially? I think if you have somebody who's going to be honest with you, because you want to make sure you're not wasting the time of your audience. And I always want to make sure I, if I have somebody on, maybe you don't know who they are, but I'm going to bring out something in them that you would be interested in. I like the challenge of doing that, but it's the person who's going to be honest or most honest that I find interesting. It's the person who tries to dodge what you're asking, doesn't give you much, wants to be very vanilla. Then that's where it gets really tedious. Uh, give me an example of somebody who's great that you know... All right, we're going to do it, and they're going to be awesome. Charles Barkley's always great. Uh, Reggie Miller is always great. I find that if, you know, my guests know if they come on the show that this is what we're asking them to do. Don't come on the show unless you're ready to really give something, reveal something. But it's up to me sometimes to kind of extract them, that from these guys. They get interviewed more than anybody. When you think about it, Athletes are interviewed more than anybody. You know where they are, you know, uh, every day at practice, um, you know, before a game, after a game with the NBA. You have to have an approach that is refreshing to them and their competitors. And I find I got to compete with you to get an answer out of you. John McEnroe said, you got to work harder to get a better answer out of me. And he was right. This was early in my career. And, and I never forgot that. Sometimes you got to work harder to get a better answer out of somebody. Do you feel like you're a better interviewee because you interview so many no, people? No. no, because you know what I'll do is I'll critique your questions while you're asking them. And it's not fair to you, but I've given so much thought to interviewing. When I was at ESPN, I did a seminar that was five days, eight hours each day on interviewing. It was the best thing that ever happened to me in my career. But it's the worst thing when you start to listen to radio or you listen to somebody on TV doing interviews because you're listening for the things that they're not doing what you were told to do to bring out a good interview. Uh, Open-ended questions, short question. You know, that first question, what are you setting up for the next question for your last question? What are you trying to get at? Like there's a strategy to it. And I wouldn't have known this until I took this class. Uh, it was a guy named John Swatsky out of Canada. He was the master of the interview. And I was fascinated by it. Uh, I don't know who else, if anybody else was at ESPN, they, they were mad at me because I wanted to bring this guy in to teach us how to interview because I saw an article and people were like, 
kicking and screaming going to this seminar and they didn't realize that I'm the reason why they were going there because I wanted this guy to come in and help us. You know, when you talk about the ESPN stuff, I, and, and I didn't have a lot of questions about that, and I still don't, but it makes me think about, you know, my whole lifetime of, of watching you on ESPN and even Rock and Roll Jeopardy, which I was a big Jeopardy guy and a music guy, obviously. And then, you know, watching on Sunday nights and I would come home from the radio show and, and watch your radio show, you and all the Danettes, like just a, a massive fan. But you know, I, I've started to realize that I, as a public figure, people think they know me at times more than they actually do, and they'll come up. And, and so, you know, one of the things that I'm most curious about is, like, if you go to your house, and I feel like I know you, but I obviously don't on a personal level, like, in your house, like what is your favorite picture in your house? Which, if I just ask that question, what is it? Who's in it? I'm a big fan of the artist Wolf Kahn. He passed away. I think he was just over the age of 90. And you can't be in a bad mood when you look at a painting of Wolf Kahn. Now, pictures, uh, there's a picture of my daughter in the library where she's in Galway and she's in a, a mud puddle and she's probably 11 years of age and she's got mud all over her. She's throwing mud in the air. She's got the biggest smile. And it's one of those moments that you just go, that person is having a great day. So I, I, I tend to gravitate towards you feel better after you you see that picture and you see a painting from Wolf Kahn. What about if I ask about sports? What personal sports picture do you have? Either you're somewhere or with someone that you look at and it's not, it doesn't mean as much because obviously that's your daughter, but it's like, man, that was a great moment either in sports life or my life. I was in a boxing ring. It was a fight night in Arizona and I was the host and we were honoring Muhammad Ali. And we were going to give him this ring. And Muhammad Ali is standing next to me waiting for me to give him this ring. And I'm describing to the audience what this ring signifies. And I'm going to hand this to Muhammad Ali. And, you know, that this was probably uh, 20 years ago. But, you know, Parkinson's, the onset of Parkinson had started there. And I just remember in the moment I'm thinking I'm going to give a ring to Muhammad Ali. And, and I, I sort of fanboyed that I was like, I got to get this out of my head because I, sometimes that's the problem. I have too many things I'm thinking of when I'm doing something that I shouldn't be thinking about. But that moment where I look and I go, who would have thought that a kid came from a small town in Ohio is there with Muhammad Ali honoring Muhammad Ali. And I'm, it's never lost on me where I came from and uh, growing up in a big family that I came a long way, but that you can come from a small town where you never would have thought you've gotten there. So it brings out a lot of different thoughts, memories there of you're still this kid who's from Mason, Ohio, but you got here. Don't forget where you came from. Yeah. I'm from Mountain Pine, Arkansas, population 700. Uh, so similar uh, instances, you know, growing up and there wasn't a lot of resource where I came from. So how, what showed you and who showed you that there was actually a path to greater, even though you couldn't quite define greater? I think I was too naive or stupid to let reality sink in that you can't do this. I, I, I didn't have a plan B. So when people said, oh, if you weren't going to be a sportscaster, what would you be? And I'd be like, I, do, I don't know. I'm guessing bartender, but I, I didn't know. And I had been rejected in quite a few places. I lost a job 
a local job in Dayton, Ohio, and I was distraught. So I'm I'm 26, 27. I don't have a full-time job in sports, and that's old in this business to get started. And I thought, I'm never going to get in. I, I was doing uh, morning drive radio, rock and roll station. And I thought, this is what I'm going to be doing. And an ex-girlfriend said, just come down to Atlanta. I said, I don't want to go to Atlanta. She goes, no, just come down here. CNN's hiring. I go, I just, I, I lost out on a job in Dayton, Ohio. I'm not going to get a job at CNN. So I go down there. Lo and behold, I go in there. Last day I'm in Atlanta. Give him my resume tape. Guy says, when can you start? So if I don't go to Atlanta, I'm not here. I mean, I'm somewhere, but I'm not here. Because CNN, I was there for five years. And after that, I went to ESPN for 18. So I always tell people, right place, right time, but you better be right about what you you have to know. Like you have to know it if you get that opportunity. And I'm sure that at some point, somebody wanted to see if you knew exactly what you needed to know. And you did, or you wouldn't be seated there. Like we get those moments, but be ready for the moment. And, And that was something that stayed with me, stays with me. I tell that to my kids all the time. Be prepared, be over prepared. Even if you don't get it, you'll still show that that person you, you show them respect by being prepared. You mentioned 18 years at ESPN and uh, I worked on American Idol for four seasons and I would talk to some of the old contestants from back when Idol was so big and, but they said they, they didn't know it. They couldn't feel it because they were in it. Now ESPN was a culture, especially yeah. for me. Was that situation similar because you guys were changing culture? Did you know it and could you feel it then or was it its own bubble? We were cordoned off. Absolutely. And I think that's by design, by management. They didn't want us to to be bigger than those four letters. Not that we could be, but they didn't want us coloring outside the lines. Management even told me on one occasion, we don't want another Chris Berman because Berman is the most important person in the history of ESPN. But he was sort of you know, a hot air balloon that was higher than everybody else, but still tethered. And they didn't want that. They didn't want that to happen to me or Keith Oberman or Stuart Scott or whoever you want to throw in there. So they 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 didn't want you to be a personality. Um, so I think that that was kind of eye opening that we were getting honored, mentioned. Uh, people came up to us when we saw them when we were out at uh, events, but we weren't in New York or L.A. We we're in Bristol, Connecticut. We didn't run into anybody. But when we did, then you heard the impact that we were having. And you kind of juxtapose that to management. We never knew our ratings. They never told us. They didn't, they didn't want to empower you and say, you guys are really kicking ass here. It was like, uh, yeah, you guys are uh, solid and improving, you know, <laughs> kind of doing a good job there. And you're like, damn, I thought, I thought we were good. But that was... That was eye-opening there that management wanted to kind of keep us under their thumb. Uh, final question about the ESPN days. And as far as when, who is, would you say is your BFF now from those days, if you had to pick one? Oh, I would say that I correspond with Rich Eisen more than anybody else. The people I really enjoyed were producers, associate producers, the makeup people, 
uh, camera people. Those are the people I always enjoyed being around. Nobody wants to be around talent because all we do is talk about ourselves. I wanted to be around the people who were just normal or as normal as possible in our business. And those are the people I'm still in touch with, uh, more the producers than the talent there, but uh, probably Rich Eisen. How hard is it to have a source that's telling you something, but you can't say it and you almost have to act like you don't know it? For the most part, I don't want to know if I can't use it. I say that to, and I'm fortunate having been in this business for almost 40 years, you meet people that you trust because you can go back to them uh, or they'll come, they'll, they'll let you know if you're right or wrong on something. But I, I don't want to know something that I can't even hint at because then I'm, I'm not being, then it's gossipy and I, I don't want to do that, but it is a tough situation to be in sometimes where somebody goes, Hey, you can't use it. And I'll go, then don't tell me because I don't want to know. But when they're like, you didn't get it from me, which is different, but, uh, Sources can be tricky. Uh, last question, and this has really been a treat for me, uh, way more for, for so for you, because I'm sure you've rated this and given it a low grade. This is what you do. And as soon as you said that, I was like, God dang, and now I'm going to actually feel like I'm being critiqued during the interview. I didn't feel like that going in. But final question is, uh, you know, I'm about to go through a big contract negotiation here with the, uh, right? So, okay. you know, All and right. it's, 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 it's quite the monster. I'm not going to lie to you. What's, your, what's the, what am I, what am I not knowing to ask for? What is it you don't have? I don't know. I'm doing pretty good, Dan. <laughs> yes. I always look at it this way. I loved for 15 years being at ESPN and I, I could have gotten jobs outside of it, but I loved what I was doing. But you can't tell them that you love it so much that you don't factor in what you're worth outside of what you're doing, if that makes sense. That, hey, on the open market, what would I be worth? Take care of me here. And I always took less, but I didn't have any, I didn't want to do anything else. So do what you love. And it's really hard to find that. Because if you let money be the carrot that's in front of you, you'll always chase it and you'll never be satisfied. But if you have people you like, you got, you know, they make sure that the people who are surrounding you are good people, fun people. I love seeing my guys every single day. We just laugh. I mean, you're serious when you need to be, but we have fun. I enjoy them. And it's 20 years for some of these guys. But I think that's the moment, you know, that you got to kind of go. And if you say to your wife, what do you think? Because sometimes it, my wife is the smartest person. And, you know, you get somebody on the outside kind of looking at all this because we get too close to the sun and you don't want to be Icarus here and, you know, go down in flames. So do what you love as long as you can do it. Or you can just take it load of money and then run with it. Bob. Yeah, I was hoping for that, like airplane or money. Or, that's what I, that's, uh, so, hey, listen, Dan, I, I'm just yeah. massive fan, just massive. And thank you for your time. And, um, you know, that's all. And I know you got a busy day ahead. So thank you very much. And one day, hopefully, I hope I can touch you soon. What, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. I would, uh, yeah. And I hope we cross paths. Congratulations on all your success. Thank and you. I, I, I think that it, it's not by accident. You know, but I think that that's important as you move fo move forward. Don't forget the kid from a small town in Arkansas because staying humble is this business will bite you in the ass quickly. Thank you, Dan. Have a good day. Thank you, Bobby.